Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about the phrase, you guessed it, your words mean nothing to me. Words mean absolutely nothing. So we're going to be talking about this topic because it hits home for us. Honestly, 100% used to be true, not anymore, but it used to be true for both of us. However, I would say personally that it was more on my part. I mean, Destinica used to tell me this all the time. All the time. So like Tommy used to tell me on repeat, like how much he didn't trust me and all of those lovely other things that he would say to me. This was something that I told him multiple times throughout the day, almost like if he opened his mouth and spoke like anything. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, I don't care. Literally, like, your words mean nothing, followed along with I don't care and whatever, were typically all combined. It was, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yada, yada, prove it. I, like, literally, I don't trust you. Like, your your words mean absolutely nothing. I don't care what regard you're talking to. I don't care if you tell me the sky is blue. I'm going to be like, I don't believe you. It's probably storming and it's probably gray right now. I don't trust you. Yeah, and the trust factor used to be honestly so bad that it wasn't even on, like, at first, bigger things. It was, you know, later on it was bigger things. But then it was also on, like, even little things, like even going to the grocery store. And I know she said stuff like that before, going to the gas station or managing money, um, anything like that. Ironically, I manage the money now. <laughs> but uh, but I used to not be that way. I mean, she would never trust me back then to do that. No, nothing. Like, I couldn't trust him to go to the store. I couldn't trust him, like... I. I couldn't even be like, hey, can you help me out and put laundry in the, and like, can you just start the dryer for me, please? Like, so I can have dry clothes. Like, nope. Okay. Of course you didn't do that. Okay. okay. It, literally, I'd be like, I sh- you're just set up to fail, man. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of this, a lot of this we used to go through both of us. And it was one of those things where like, we went back and forth and back and forth on different things. And mine was, mine was some things and hers was different things. And like, but then the day, um, we really didn't really trust either one of us, like to be honest with you. And to be honest, if I were to be really honest, I didn't even, I, I didn't even trust myself that I would stick to the things I said. To, so 
it was it was a lot of big issues and small issues too combined and this obviously like conspired and developed over time into where what it ended up being but that wasn't the core issue by any means there's a lot of other stuff going on but this is what one of the things that happened back then however this is also something that we hear i would say mostly from 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 people that we talk to on a day-to-day basis but it's from both women and men honestly mm-hmm. you hear it on both sides i heard it actually just yesterday honestly with with us i was helping someone with text messages i heard it was like you know they didn't say your words mean nothing but it was basically just like you know you've You've done this. You've done this for years and years and years and years. This is, I've, I've come to the conclusion it's impossible for you to change. And mm-hmm. so that could be kind of hopeless, but obviously people can change. And so we want to really dive into this today. But Yeah, and honestly what's sad is a lot of the time, you know, the people that end up, like, you know, that say this, like, they don't do anything about it. And, like, that's one of the things that frustrates us the most. It's incredibly frustrating to see the inaction taking place of, you know, when – when someone's being told like, you know, your words don't mean anything. And uh, I cannot stand this. I talk to so many people and they, you know, they're like, they don't trust me. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working on that and I'm being, you know, I'm not getting angry and I'm being slow to speak and I'm doing things around the house. Like I should have all along. And I'm like, that's not building trust. In fact, you're going to piss them off. That's just external little things. Like Mm -hmm. that's not really, and, and honestly, the, the resentment, is by far now so much so that that doesn't even matter and probably will make them more mad to be honest with you so we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today but you know mainly three we're going to be talking about why your spouse is saying this number one that's pretty straightforward and simple but then also we're talking about why this is important and we're also going to talk about how to fix this and restore reshape that not only like their lens of you but also you know in the marriage to a positive one to where there's excitement and admiration in your spouse's eyes versus disappointment and resentment. Because that used to be a huge thing <laughs> when, uh, I know Desnica for sure, oh, it was both of us too, but she used to stare at me too um, with mm-hmm. disgust. Yeah, he would be like, um, you just look at me and I just see like resentment and like this disdain. And I'm like, yeah, like that's that's pretty much like I'm telling you, I'm killing you with my eyes. I know that do you feel it? Because some, I really wanted to convey that through my eyes to him. Like I was like, I'm, I'm in my mind killing you just cause I'm so unhappy, um, you know, with those things. But, you know, so why is your spouse saying this? Like, why are they telling you that your words don't matter? Like whatever you say, it just doesn't matter anymore. And one of the reasons, and one of the main reasons is honestly, they're just tired of the crap. They're just tired of the excuses, the, the tired of the lies, tired of all the disappointment, just, unmet basic expectations it's just frustrating they're they're tired of you know just being let down over and over again yeah and honestly on the other end of the spectrum i just from talking to so many people i know that not only are they let down but you're in tired of it but you're tired of it too you're tired Mm -hmm. of your own crap but not saying that they don't have stuff to to work on of course they do Almost everybody, Emma wouldn't even say almost, everyone we talk to has things that they can do to work on the marriage. It's never just one side. It's never just one side. There's always things both sides need mm-hmm. to grow on, become healthy individuals uh, from both si- both perspectives. However, there is a lot of resentment Yes. Here. So resentment builds up in a massive, massive, massive way. Uh, just a ton, truckloads of resentment. And then there's walls, hurt, and pain between you two. And what happens when there's walls and hurt and pain and resentment? Well, when that goes up, intimacy and connection go down. 
So 100%. therefore, you don't have that excitement in their eyes. You don't have the, the their lens of you has changed so dramatically in a very negative way that that they all they see is hurt and pain. And honestly, a lot of times this can also alter the lens from like if you say let's just say for example you've been together for twenty years or at the end of their rope at this point it can make them perceive the whole 20 years as a bad experience. In fact, last night I was helping someone with the message and their spouse actually said like a number of years like that too. And it's like, it's been this way the whole time. It's like, no, it hasn't been that way the whole time. You wouldn't have married them. So like, it hasn't been that way. The, the, the entire marriage hasn't been bad, but because their mind is so powerful, it's altered the whole past of everything. Yeah. It, I love the brain. It is so fascinating, but you know, another reason why like your spouse is saying this is just as, as things compound, they're just tired of the lack of follow through. And this, it can be even like I was mentioning earlier of like little things. So it's not even just like, oh, like the, the sexting or the cheating or the online affairs. Or by the way, if you have a deep connection with someone of the opposite sex that you feel like you have to talk to daily, even if it's not quote unquote sexual, that's still an emotional affair. So, you know, there, it's not even, we're not even just talking about those things, but like, you know, hey, I'll do this, but then never do it. They're tired of those things of just like the lack of follow through. That there is not trust, and the trust has been broken from little things repeatedly to the big things. Yeah, and that's basic. I mean, we could go into that all day, but that's basically the summary yeah. of that. So, why is this important? Well, the question, one of the first questions I want to ask you is, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to be said about you after you're gone? Do you want to be remembered for how you can never keep your word? Right? Do you want to be remembered for for the person that that said that they wanted to do all this or that, but never actually did anything worth anything worth living? You just sucked air throughout your whole life? Like, do you want to be that person? Yeah. Do you want to be like the person that it's just one of those things, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna you know, have impact. I want to change these things. I want to live life. I want to the, and oh, well, they always talked about doing things, but they never did. Right? Yeah. Honestly, the hardest pill for most people to swallow is that you choose your reality. And I'm going to say that again, because it's so important. You choose your own reality. The outcomes in your life are the result of your decisions or indecision, your action or lack of action. Therefore, yeah, most time lack of inaction. Yeah, most I, I would say most time it's not most of people's like problems in their life aren't due to their decisions. You may say, well, they cheated. That that is a decision, but I'm saying like most time it's due to the indecisions to actually do stuff earlier on to actually fix things. Mm-hmm. Instead, they let things go and it, it's just and to Suppress be it, passive, right? Keep and, the peace. Yeah, and so it's usually if you look earlier on and deeper and you and you've done this so many times like we have, you understand that it's more from a lack of indecision. Yes. And, you know, instead of just admitting that and like knowing like, hey, like you choose your own reality, most people would rather live out a crap life and just like have that like, oh, my life sucks and uh, like versus actually doing anything about it. Most people would rather sit in it and have their whole life. They would rather give up their entire freaking life and just be miserable and be like, well, this is just what I'm destined to be and have versus actually taking action and doing something about it. That's so weak. Like they would, they'd rather blame anything and everything else except for themselves. They don't want to take except for themselves, any ownership. And it's, not a lie. Like it's not one of, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world of like, Oh, like I did this and I, I caused this. 
I was talking with some, with you know someone the other day and switching that ownership, but there is so much power in switching that that ownership of like you are choosing, and the fact that you have the power to change your reality, you have the power to change who you are. Well, no one can do it for you, but you do have that power and that ability. Yeah, you have to realize that you are going down a path, whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not. The decision and actions that you take right now. Right now, this very second in time is what will determine your outcome. So if you don't change your life with, you you don't change your life with one decision though. Like you change your life with a lot of small decisions every single freaking day. In other words, how you do everything is how you do anything, right? So you either, either, either know your BS, right? And yourself or not, right? The question is, are you really going to call yourself out or not, right? At the end of the day, at the end of your life, on your deathbed, you're going to either have a lifetime that you've wasted, a lifetime of regret, or a life that is is lived to the fullest. But more importantly, you're either going to really honestly be a person that God made you to be to the fullest, or you're going to be a crap version of that, which is honestly pretty much slapping God in the face. Yeah, and that, that's a big one to, to sit in for sure, you know, and calling yourself out. And this isn't you know, this is one aspect of, you know, this is one one reason why I am all for coaching on this because it is so good to have someone who is not scared to call out your crap and just be like, hey, like, that's a lie. Like, you're you're feeding yourself a lie. Like, you're going off in the wrong direction and just being able to call you out in that and redirect. Yeah, I told a guy the other day, I was like, man, you're just being a kind of a victim right now, to be honest with you. You're in, you're in the valley of despair and you need to, like, you need to get out of this. Like, swing over to a place where you need to be. And let's take ownership here, right? And he's like, he thanked me for it, right? Yeah, change in perspective. There's so much, and there's so much power in that. And so it comes down to like, how many more times are you going to walk past the mirror and be disappointed about who is looking back at you? Yeah, and if you're not, then it's a problem too. But like, how many, how many more times are you going to see the look of disappointment and resentment and hurt in their eyes before you become the person of your word? Right. How much more hurt and pain like do you have to like cause and see before you actually take that action? Yeah, you can keep convincing yourself that you're going to change one day, but if you're not if you're not doing it right now, like right now this very second, then you're just BSing yourself, honestly. Your well, lack a good idea. Yeah, your lack of discipline, your laziness, your lack of self-control, your crop duster freaking mentality. Like it's not just about you. God made you with a purpose. You have the capability of being a great a great person. Great when you choose to be. Not not to be great and live out an average life, right? Like you you can choose not to be great and live out an average life, not not becoming the man or woman that you're supposed to be, then you're basically insulting and like I said earlier, slapping God in the face and telling yeah. him like he made a mistake, he didn't know what he was doing. And when you put it in that perspective, it's like, oh, like so yeah, are you going to tell the creator of the universe, the one who knows and designed absolutely everything that, oh, you got it wrong, like that you weren't designed for a purpose and that you have no place here and that you're just meant to like suffer and like suck through life and just not like follow through and fulfill your purpose. Like, no, like that's not truth at all. Right. And honestly, no one, 
nobody cares like if you feel good and like today's like the great day like oh is today the right time do i i need to check my calendar i need to check all of these things do i feel good do i feel pumped am i motivated do do i have a clear calendar to start today you know nobody cares if that's the aspect or what problems you've had come up or if you're motivated or unmotivated all of that's irrelevant you're either going to be taking action or not no the work is either going to get done or not progress is progress is either going to be made or not you're either going to be hitting your goals or not you're either becoming the person or the next version of yourself or not you don't you don't catch you don't catch a break right just because you're having a bad day everyone has bad days everyone has bad days i don't care what level you're at what kind of money you make nothing everyone has bad days you gotta understand that just because you have a bad day does not mean that like oh well it's okay like you you don't have to do anything today or you you can put it off another day like no like everyone has bad days like you that's why we don't live by feelings like if we live by just what we felt like doing we would not do anything you know or just like very randomly and no like you don't live like that you know it's not like oh just okay maybe next time no yeah, it's like it's like I'm it's like I'm fired up, right? I'm fired up now. All right, you guys are super motivated. I'm going to I'm going to change. I need to change. I'm going to do it on Monday. Monday's and, a good day. And I'm going to and I'm going to I do like Monday for stuff like that. But like either way, like I'm going to change on Monday. I need to need to do this. I'm going to try to change on Monday and I'm going to and I mean it this time. Yeah. Yeah, sure man, whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Sure, right? Use air quotes here. I'm sure it's going to be different than any other of the hundreds of times you've said this. Right. The fact that you are saying that you're going to start another time than than this, than this exact moment in time right now, right now that you're listening to this just proves that you don't actually want it bad enough. Yeah. And you and don't just, actually want change. Yeah, You don't actually want change. Just proves that you have not hit your rock bottom yet. Hmm. Right, just just proves that you, you don't want it bad enough. Like if you want to postpone it any other time than now, then you clearly don't want it. You don't want your marriage. You don't want your family. You don't want a better version of you. You don't want who God created you to be. You don't care. You really don't care. If there's no, the one single identifier to like, to if you actually care about your family, if you actually care about, you know, your, you know, your, your, your development, becoming the person that you're wanting to be, isn't necessarily what you plan on doing. It's more of like your urgency to do it. Urgency is the one determining factor on like, like I need to do it right now, right now, this very second. Yeah. And you know, if you don't, what you're actually saying to yourself and your loved ones and God is that sure, you know, the idea of change, that sounds nice. And I kind of want to change like that. It kind of sounds like it might be nice, but you know what? I'm not done destroying myself yet. I'm not done destroying my relationships or causing like damage to my kids or destroying my marriage. I'm not done yet. And, you know, so I'm just going to continue on the path I'm on. No, if you actually really wanted to change, if you actually really wanted to change, then you would, you would not be able to stand another millisecond of who you are right now in the way that you're living your life. Not even one more millisecond. Like you would change right now, right now. You would take the next, not that you can just change in like one second, snap your fingers. Not what I mean. I mean that you would take, start by taking the action steps to do it right now. You'd be figuring it out right now. Not like be like, well, I'll get to it Monday. I'll figure out what I'm going to do then. Blah, 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 and blah, I'll blah, start blah, searching right. and then I'll start, you know, doing some research and then comparing all these different things. And then I'll spend, you know, my next month to a few months figuring out like, you know, how to start or what to do. No, you won't. <laughs> it's like, no, you're going to use all that 
um, research is more procrastination and it's going to lead to inaction. Yeah, procrastination equals fear and inaction. Yeah. Delay kills dreams. You're going to kill your dreams. You're going to kill your marriage. People can say whatever they want, but the actions and their urgency and their creativity or lack thereof is what tells the real truth. 100 billion percent. 100 percent. I need to think about it. What? Think about what? Think about if I want to save my marriage. Really? Think about if I'm tired of being like an emotional mess and having random breakdowns and all over the place. How long you been this way? 20 years? Oh, well, maybe I should do something about it now. Or I could maybe wait another 20 years. I don't know. Right? That's stupid, man. Like, stop that. Out of the comfort zone. Like, people are so comfortable in their discomfort that they don't want actually out of it. They they that's where they like the idea of it, but they're like, oh, I'm, I actually know, I know this pain, so I want to stay there. No, people get numb to where they're at, honestly, and like your version of good or okay is crap. So a very small amount of the population shows up regardless of how they feel, what happened, whatever it is. If their their washer went out, their transmission <laughs> went out, and un- basically unexpected. Their washer, dryer. Yeah, whatever else, like an unexpected, whatever else it is. Life happens, right? But you must understand. You must understand. There will always be waves, just like there will always be lame excuses. <laughs> and people subscribe to their own BS here, like their own BS excuses. That's what it is. Yeah, and there's always going to be those people who still make it happen no matter what. Like no matter what's going on, no matter what waves are coming at them, like they're going to make it happen. And we call those the successful people. Yeah, <laughs> successful people. I love that. Um, let me give you an example though. So I had a client that recently signed up with us, right? Uh, right before he signed up, his tooth ruptured, like, like a, like a day before his tooth ruptured in his mouth was supposed to sign up, had unexpected legal fees on top of that. Then his health took a seriously bad turn, not just in his tooth, but his, and he went to the ER. And so he had, he had his tooth. He had all these different things. He had legal fees. He spent a crap ton of money that he didn't have. And he not only had some good excuses, honestly, uh, to not only like wait to sign up to get help and to make the changes in his life that he needed to make, he had so much crap hit him, like right, like just back to back to back to back within days, honestly, that it was almost debilitating. However, he still called, he still called, signed up at his own choice because he actually felt it was important and he had the urgency. However, most However, most of what what it was was that he actually was tired of his own BS excuses and his life. He 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 couldn't stand his life anymore at this point. So the point is, I'm saying is like if you if you really wanted it, it would be a priority. Right there, mm-hmm. right there proves that's a true story. Yeah, and it's the whole. That's a big aspect. Like, is this a priority or not? And, you know, is, is being a healthy individual, having your healthy marriage, like, is that a priority, you know? And like, are you actually tired of not being a person of your word? And, you know, like that, it says a lot, you know, he knew now was the time to become the person of his word. And he knew that he had to have that change to be the man of God and to be the best version of himself to step into the calling that he was designed for. And so you either make excuses or you get results. We all have life that happens. We all have crap that happens. We have life that happens to us. Like we're not excused from life either. We have life happen. We have things happen. We have people who do us wrong. We we have all of the things of life. 
Yes, like these things happen to us too, but it's how you handle it. How do you actually know how to move past it? And do you let it stop you or do you like, are you able to like move past it? You know, so you can either make excuses or you can get results. Yep. Now what we want to do is we want to tell you how to reshape their lens to a positive one and get the excitement back and admiration in their eyes versus like we said, all this disappointment and resentment. So there's a number of different things that we want to go into here, but one of them is that you have to become the person of your word, obviously. Clearly, that's number one. You have to become a person of your word. And that's on all levels, by the way. So, you know, we're just going to hit on that aspect because you're like, oh, well, I said I'm not cheating. Um, and I, I said I'm not drinking. But, like, no. So all levels of your word. Like, yes. So Tommy had a lot to prove to me. And I had a lot to prove to him as well, obviously, with, like, our broken trust. But there was a lot. So it's going to be becoming a person of your word in all areas. And not just when you feel like it or on good days or oh, I was just tired or I didn't want to deal with a fight. So I just lied to you because I didn't want to make you mad or I didn't want to upset you or, you know, no, that doesn't, that, that makes you not, a, that makes you a liar and a person that is not all your word. Yes. So it's not just in the big things. It's in the little things. If not more importantly, the little things than the big things. Because if you don't keep your word to yourself, in the little things and to your spouse or other people in the little things, what makes you think you're going to do it in the big things? You're not. And they're not going to believe you. And I told Tommy all the time. I was like, if I can't trust you on little things, like you following through with like, Oh, you're going to help me with the dishes or you're going to actually like, you know, only spend like uh, whatever at the grocery, like you're going to actually go to the grocery store for me, like you said, and pick up, you know, the, the objects that I wanted. Cause he would come back and like, Oh, well, I forgot that. Sorry. And I'm like, what the, what's the point in that going at all? If, it, if it's not a, it, let me be, be clear. If I didn't make a list and I didn't care to make a list, then it wasn't a priority and I didn't care as much. Oh, well, sorry, is what I would get. And yeah, I'm like, I knew he is. didn't care. And if I, I was like, if you don't care and don't follow through and I can't trust you on little things, how can I trust you in big things? It's not only keeping promises to your spouse, it's keeping promises to you. You keeping promises to you. That's so key. You cannot, like, especially if you're a guy here, you cannot lead your spouse. And trust me, they will not let you leave, especially if they don't trust anything you've ever said. Um, but, like, if you can't lead yourself effectively, they're definitely not going to let you take the reins to lead them. No way. Not, not at all. even slightly. That was, I used to laugh at Tommy. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, if you can't even keep the promises to yourself, you definitely can't keep them to other people. I was like, I see how yeah. you lead you. I'm like, no, I was like, you're not leading me. Yeah, another thing is, I'll dive into this lightly, but a fighter jet versus crop duster mentality. A uh, crop duster expects everything handed to him, handed to them or her in life. Uh, you know, they, they expect a crop duster just, they, they expect everything handed to them on a silver platter. They, they go through life just like getting by at the bare minimum. They do, they don't follow through on their word. Um, they don't live by, they live by their feelings. They don't live by principles. And then the, the fighter jet is complete opposite of that. The fighter jet lives by principles and standards. They do the hard thing every single time. They make sure that they live by their their what they say they're going to do. They they show up and they live by their standards. And because you don't always get your goals, but you do get your standards one hundred percent of the mm -hmm. time. So, like, not die, I could go into like thirty minutes for that topic alone, but on a light version, that's what that means. Yeah, and, and just to hit on a little bit more, like a crop duster is pretty much just like existing, just going through the motions and just like. Yeah, this is, and like the, yeah, you can, passive. oh my gosh. And so you can pretty much tell the people who are like this too, because they talk a lot like this and just like, yeah, 
you know, that's the way it is. And, you know, just I, I'm trying. I don't I've been trying really hard doing everything I can. And it's like, oh, yeah, my gosh, right. no, you're not. You're trying's a joke. It's not. No, you're not. Um, you know, and so there's so much there that goes into that. But a fighter jet is they they do keep promises to themselves. They're trustworthy. They do so much and they stand out like you can tell a true fighter jet versus a crop duster. Yeah, for sure. And the pro a lot of, one of the things is like if you're around crop dusters, <laughs> stop. That means if your circle like, is crop dusters, yeah, that just makes you a crop duster too because yep. their habits and their verbiage and what they do and what they find is acceptable and what they like cheer you on for is all going to be crop duster things. If you're around four losers, you're going to be the fifth one, mm-hmm. if not right now. So like, you know, make sure you're around winners. This winner mentality is different. You can't, fool, you can't come around a real winner, a real fighter jet and fool them. They'll pick up on your BS right away. Just like I do. So, you know, anyways, the other third thing is most importantly, you have to become a completely complete, healthy individual in all aspects, all aspects. I don't have time to go into that here. We'd be here for the next 16 hours, but like, but you have to become a healthy individual in all aspects of life. Not just, I'm not talking, no, we're not talking about just working out anything, right? That's not what I'm talking about. That's part of it. That's a very small part of it, but we're talking about actually mentally and emotionally here. And, and spiritually. Mind, yeah, spiritually and mindset and everything and just being a healthy individual and building all the proper foundations in all areas. Because if you don't build all the foundations, then you're just going to be on an emotional roller coaster forever. And I want to point out something here because a lot of times people struggle with this aspect. And, you know, we talk about victim mindset a lot and, you know, like hold the whole crop duster aspect and some just other things. And people will be like, oh, no, like, you know, that's not me. You know, um, I'm a boss or I'm, it might be a CEO or I might, you know, be the leader of this or that. And, and so even if you have a, a position or you do something that doesn't mean that you don't have, you know, the other mindsets in other areas of your life. So you can have like a victim mindset when it comes to relation to like your marriage or your relationships, or like there could be areas that you carry that you're unaware of. But it's not saying that you view like all aspects of you have that one particular um, like mindset, right? And so this is really important. You know, I had a client recently like that, you know, she is awesome. And she has like, she was like, oh, I don't struggle with this or that. And I love it when people, (laughs) I love it when people think that they don't have those like types of struggles. It's like, okay. And we dive into things and it's like, oh, and you'll, and it comes out of like, there was victim like mindset, but it was in only in particular areas that have been held, holding them back like their entire life, but mm-hmm. they were unaware of it. Right. And so like, that's the big aspect. Like, so don't be like so quick to be like, oh, that's not me. Right. Yeah. I, have a, I have a client right now that's multimillionaire and he, he, he runs big businesses and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, he has a good mindset with business. The most part could I could help him a little bit there, but but like a, a lot of, a lot of things there, like honestly, like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff and pain and, and stuff that he's going through. He just started with this, but we're like he's going through these different things. He's having a lot of realizations, and he's like, you would think that someone like that would come to us, um, you know, and be like, well, I've heard all this before, but no, he's like, wow, this is all super great information. He's already referred us to like several people, and everybody should do this. He says, <laughs> so yeah. like. Like it's, yeah, it's, you don't understand what you don't understand. 
Yeah, that's the biggest aspect there. And so when we say you have to be a healthy individual in all aspects, we don't want you to just highlight like just some good areas because we're not saying like you as a whole person is like terrible or like you as a whole person is fabulous. Like there is things that like our society is not taught how to be a healthy individual. We are not taught how to understand our emotions. We are not taught how to be able to have a healthy mindset. You know, I I volunteer with like high school girls and I'm around them and just seeing like what they're taught and like what's coming out and those beliefs and like how their mindset is only compounds and grows over time, like into their adulthood, unless there's like that drastic change. Right. And so I see these things. And so this is where like you have to recognize and realize that you have to be a complete healthy individual in all aspects all the way around. Yes, 100%. Also, we want to talk about a few other things called, uh, you know, you have to become more, you have to become a better person. Uh, you have to make sure that you not only change your lens, but also really make sure that you change the lens of the marriage and your spouse's lens too, because mm-hmm. that's going to be key. Like just becoming more is not enough. Just be just growing is not enough. Like you, we use something called the power of one, for example, where we change their lens and you build a lot of internal pressure and you change that to where it's a positive one. And you build influence. Like a lot of people, a lot of programs out there talk about how like you go in and you, you do these things and you, you know, you become more and that gets your spouse back. It may happen every now and then, but most of the time it doesn't. Most of the time, like you actually have to actually implement very strategic methods to actually do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's not like, don't, don't beg. Like begging and pleading is not something that's going to change their lens of you. Because again, your words don't mean anything and that's just going to appall them and revolt them away from you. (laughs) It's just going to push them further and further away, you know, so you don't want to do those things. So you really want to like have this overall shift of like being a true healthy individual. Yes, a hundred percent. So we also want to talk about identity here. Uh, Not only identity, but also really, you know, to understand that your external results will never exceed your internal identity meaning that you will never be able to exceed your internal identity being able to do that like you will if if you have internal beliefs and deep-rooted things that are really going on on an internal level you will i don't care how much grit resiliency determination that you have in life you'll never be able to exceed that you'll be stuck and you'll eventually if you're trying to wade in water and you're trying to like keep above the surface you'll eventually sink Oh yeah, our because so many people have this misunderstanding. Our internal beliefs are what drives the entirety of your life, the entirety of your life. Hundred percent. So, what are your next steps right now? Right. So not not when you get not when you get your ducks in a row now because like honestly like that's never going to happen. Like you have to understand like while you have aspirations, the devil does too. There will always be something that, that honestly, like he puts in your way, especially when it comes to saving your marriage and becoming the person that God made you to be more importantly. So it does not just affect your marriage, but it affects generally. It's not just about you. It's not just about your spouse. It's not just about your kids. It affects generations to come. You have to, you have the power to change that your entire, literally your entire family tree. Like you can literally be the one like the matrix, right? Yes. Like the the one. one to change everything. Like you can be that person. And it's there like the devil like will throw things at you. So it's not going to be like the easiest avenue. Like he's going to challenge you. It terrifies him to like 
for you to step up and be like, oh, I'm going to change or I'm saving my marriage or I'm going to impact generations. Like he doesn't want that. So yeah, there is going to be obstacles. Those waves are going to happen, but waves are going to happen regardless. And so you have to decide like, are you like, is it worth the fight for you? Like for generations to come, like you have the power to affect all of that. Absolutely. So we just want to leave you with this. Like the question is, what is your urgency level, right? What are you going to do to change it? If it's not right now, then well, you don't want it bad enough. So if you can't stand again, another millisecond, then you don't want it bad enough, right? So how bad do you really want the change? How bad are you tired of this yet? Or you want to sit in it longer for another 20 years, right? I mean, I don't enjoy emotional roller coasters. I don't enjoy torment. I don't enjoy depression. I don't enjoy anxiety. I don't enjoy any of that. <laughs> so no, just constantly being like yeah. all over the place with random breakdowns and walking on eggshells and just feeling like I don't matter, like just cast aside. No. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. If I can do this and we've helped hundreds of clients do this, so can you, you do not have to suffer any longer. You do not have to like be, feel like a disappointment. You know, you don't have to feel like that. You don't have to feel broken and defective. You can move past this and you can move into the person that you're meant to be. And uh, you can fix your marriage too. But as always, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.